Hey, 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 and welcome back to In Real Time. Um, first episode of the new year. And, you know, fittingly, this is our special 2018 top five episode. Yay. <laughs> I know like- you guys were missing us a lot. Yeah. Um, some of you are probably thinking, hopefully they quit this podcast and oh. decided not to do it anymore. Well, um, but you know, you'd listen. be wrong. So we're back. <laughs> Suck it. Um, no, I hope everyone had a great holiday. I know we did. Um, we, and I guess if you were just like dying to hear us talk about Aquaman or Bumblebee or Vice, um, we all thought they were just okay. None of them really oil or maybe they'll be on our list. And you'll get to hear about them. Maybe. No, um, maybe. I think we, do we owe it to the people to post our short little reviews as a separate post? Sure. How about this? If you really care, just send us something. Just tell us you need to know. Yeah. If you really want to know how I feel about Aquaman, Bumblebee, or Vice, three of the movies we saw over Christmas, three probably the three high, most high profile ones, um, write in about it. And then we are forced to talk about it because we are your slaves and we are beholden to you. But otherwise... I got real dark. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, otherwise, we're just going to kind of move on because, I mean, spoiler alert, they weren't on our top ten. They were fine. Um, also, New Year, New Me, right? Exactly. This is a new year. I mean, we're going to start it by start talking about old movies, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Also, I'm not telling you what episode number it is anymore. Keep up with it yourself. <laughs> It's just confusing, actually. I don't. I just don't want to. Do also, it let's be honest. We can never remember what number we're on. We're just kind of saving ourselves from the trouble. Yeah, I don't put them in the in the episode description either. I always just title the episodes the movies we're reviewing, so it doesn't really make sense to tell you what episode number it is, anyway, because it doesn't really go with what we're going with. So it really just causes me extra trouble, and yeah, I'm not about it anymore. But yeah. So moving on, let's okay. talk about our top five movies of 2018. That's right. Top five of 2018. Um, we actually did do top 10 lists, but in the um, essence of time, since there are two of us, we're going to do just the top five. We will post our entire top 10 list um, on the Facebook page, slash Twitter, slash Instagram, all those places. So if you want to know like the extended list, we will put both of those, but we're only going to talk about the top five. So yes. We're not even and also you. to clarify, these are new movies that came out in 2018. These are not movies we just happened to rewatch in 2018. Yeah, that's true. Or, I don't know that why I would have to clarify that, but you know how you know uh, things go. No, that's a good call. Yeah, this is the top five 2018 movies. Maybe some of these were in festivals in 2017 or whatever, but we're talking main, mainstream theatrical releases in 2018. Um, I don't think any of the movies that made our list would fall under that, but now you know anyway. I don't think so either. We should be good with that. But... It was really confusing when I was, like, picking in my top ten, because, like, Letterboxd, which is the app I use to keep track of the movies I watch, has them by, like, their very first, like, release, which is, so I had to, like, manually fix them up. This doesn't matter. Um, but that's all the housekeeping you have. But, okay, <laughs> we're going to get started. So, basically, we're just going to go one and one each. We're going to start at five. I'm going to do my five, you know. Okay, so we're starting five first. Y- yeah. Okay, sure. good to know. Good to know. I'm sorry. I just... I was just about to go down the whole list. No, Thank we're, you. We're going to start at number one, and then everybody's going to leave. Because they're like, I don't, <laughs> care, right, what cool. you, I don't care what your number two movie ah. is. No. <laughs> but, no, so we're going to start at five and go down to one, building the suspense as we go. And so we're just going to kind of, I mean, you know, pick the movie and tell you kind of why it made our top five, what, it, what we really liked about it. Um, 
and yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll go from there. This is really nice because we started this podcast late in the year. So this actually gives us a chance to talk about some movies that we saw that you wouldn't have heard us talk about before because we didn't exist when these movies came out. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, which also gives us the whole, like, we review movies, but we didn't get to really review all the movies. So here's some stuff that you probably may have watched that we didn't get to review. So yeah, Exactly. It's the mini review inside a review. Yeah, you're welcome. But uh, okay. The things that we did for you guys. Starting with number five, I'm gonna let my esteemed co-host Kristen. I'm Dalton. We didn't say that. Um, <laughs> okay, if you're listening by now, you'd have to know. It name. could be their first episode. Well, congratulations! You're starting on a high note because our first episodes were kind of okay. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> some on-air criticism of our own show, <laughs> and wasn't ready for that. <laughs> but uh, okay, so Kristen, your number five movie of 2018. What is it? All right, so my number five movie is Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Why? <laughs> I mean. Okay, so let me just tell you guys, we had some pretty heavy hitters for 2018. We did. Um, I personally felt that Avengers Infinity War needed to be at least somewhere in my top five. Yeah, top ten, of course, but top five for sure. We saw this movie three times in the theater yeah we did that's true and i think that says something a lot for a movie Mm -hmm. i mean how many times are you going to go back to the theater to watch a movie it's got to be super good right um i i don't know how you could top the mcu with this movie and i'm hoping and i am very confident after watching avengers infinity infinity war that the next movie continuing um, it, what's it called? Endgame. 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 Mm-hmm. Avengers yeah. Endgame. That it's just going to be on par, if not better. Yeah. And I, I do, I do believe all the character performances, all the superheroes that you love, it, it deserves a top five nom in my list. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think um, Avengers: Infinity War. It, I think, wrongfully took some flack when it came out by some critics for saying because it, it doesn't, it's not a standalone movie. But, like, that's the whole point, is they made 19 movies before this movie, and then they're like, okay, this was, like, it's more like a season of TV, and this was, like, a season finale was, you know, Infinity War, and for as many characters, and for as many, you know, plot lines that they built into and wove into this, that movie shouldn't have worked, and not only does it work, it's super good. Absolutely, and And I, I was, I was captivated, captivated by this movie. From the beginning to the end. Yeah. I think that says a lot. It definitely does. I mean. Especially for a superhero movie. I mean, they should not be this good, but guess what? They're killing it. Yeah. I mean, and and they do, they solve a problem that a lot of Marvel movies have. And they, you know, Thanos is not only an interesting villain, but he, you know, could be said as he's the best character in that movie. Um, You're kind of like at the end, kind of like, man, I can't see what Thanos is pointing. Um, But. Yeah, so I I think that goes a long way in it. The the fight scenes are incredible. The just the character interactions of the characters that you see, um, that you've never seen before that you get to see together work so well. Like Star Lord and Iron Man being together, like it's just so it's so well done. A shout out to the Russos, like they have they had like an impossible task basically with that movie, and they nailed it. And I have no doubt, like you said, that they will nail Endgame to finish it off. But it's probably going to make me cry, so I'm not ready. I'm ready, though. Yeah? 
You good? Is that what you? I'm okay with crying. Yeah, we should all we should show our feelings. That's true, but I'm just I, I don't know. It's we've been along. It's been we've been with these characters for so long. Also, I guess like as a caveat, not really a caveat, but just like an add-on to that. Um, to build up to Infinity War, Kristen and I did rewatch every single Marvel movie. Um, from in 2018. The- um, how should we say that from the year they came out yeah. and each movie like in order as they came out right in chronological or not chronological order i guess but in release order so starting at iron man one and watching all the way through them up up through infinity war so that really did help i think build the hype for infinity war absolutely and like it was really nice to like have all of those tidbits in your head and you're like it was easy to like catch more stuff so i think that really only enhanced the movie not saying you should you have to go watch 19 movies in a row right before you see the next one, but it was pretty cool to do that. I'm trying to talk her into doing it again, but she says no. Um, again, no. But I would I would if you are a fan of the MCU, I think it's worth something to go back and do the same thing. It definitely. I mean, is. how did we do it? I don't remember because it was a little while back. But how did we separate them? Did we separate it by like? week at a time yeah, or was we it like yeah it will i mean i'm sure a lot of people probably probably saw but like just based on the release order which they screwed it up when they moved it up but you could watch one mcu movie a week starting the first week of january and right. it would lead you all the way up until like infinity war coming out like the week after right okay and so that's what we did but um, yeah i mean even even if you've already seen obviously infinity war and if you go and see the next um you know movie in game at some point, I feel like you owe it to yourself to go back from watch Iron Man, um, and then go and and you know order as released. And there's so many things that I picked up mm-hmm. throughout the um time that we watched these movies over again that I didn't necessarily catch the first time. Yeah. And it makes you know another movie that you watch later something a reference makes sense. Mm-hmm. They do in connection between other characters. Yeah, you do get a really good sense of how well they weave that world together. Um. And yeah, but okay. Do you have any final thoughts on Infinity War? It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's agreed. Okay, my number five, a movie that I'm very excited to talk about, and Kristen will not talk about because maybe it's on her list later. So that's kind of how we're doing it. I talked a lot about Infinity War because it's not in my top five. I love the movie, but it's just we just have different lists. That's how people work. Um, so. When we get to a, if so, like if I say one that Kristen has on her list, she's not going to talk about it because she's going to wait till she gets her time on the list. So just so you know, my number five is Assassination Nation. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, this probably definitely, this one holds probably the, the spot, top spot in my, I'm not ready to say that, but it would definitely <laughs> make a hard choice for probably most insane ride I had at the movie theater this year. Um, Assassination Nation, Nation is, um, if you don't know what the movie is, it's basically, um, this town is like a New England town. All of their information in the town, their like text messages, emails, everything, browser history gets leaked. And they say it's this one girl in high school who did it. And they basically, it becomes like the purge out there, but they're trying to kill her and it's just wild. And it's just, it is a movie that is it knows what it's trying to be it has a vision and it executes it i would say almost flawlessly it has these incredible characters in the girl in the, the high school girls that they follow around and they you know they don't pull any punches they they're they're trying to send a message 
they are not very subtle about it, but they're not ham-fisted about it. It's like, it's in your face, but in the best way. And I'm sure maybe that filmmaking style can turn a lot of people off. But for me, it was just like eye-opening, basically. It is so good. It is so, um, it's such a fun ride. The characters are incredible. The action scenes they have in there are so well done. The editing, the directing, it's all just beautiful. And it is a movie that is worth your time. And I feel like it maybe got skipped over quite a bit. wasn't really super talked about. It was a pretty, it was a festival, darling. But it kind of came out with limited release and it kind of came and went. But absolutely, it should be for rent or on Redbox or whatever by now. It is absolutely worth your time. It is just a blast of a ride and I can't wait to watch it again. Well said, babe. Thank you. Okay, so moving on. You'll hear from Kristen on Assassination Nation a little yes, later. Yes, you sure will. So, foreshadowing. Kristen, what is your number four? Okay, so my number four is Black Klansman. Yeah, which is also on my list. So, so it's in your you. is you in your top five or yes, okay? It is. Okay, so what I'm gonna say about it as for myself, um, this movie was um very oh, how should I put this? Um, it was very much looked over in the Golden Globes. Oh, we're still a little sore about that. We are. That just happened. At the it time did. of recording this, it, it, did. it just happened. It was nominated for a lot, but I don't think it won anything. No, it did not. Um, It deserves so much more recognition than I think it got. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting, mm-hmm. the story, the direction. Yeah, Spike Lee. Was incredible. I left that movie... Wishing it was about an hour and a half longer, just because it was it was great. the The realness of the situation that you're in, the humor that's brought into the movie, despite the situation, um, the incredible posure of each character, all of it. It was it was fantastic. And if you have not seen Black Klansman, please do yourself a favor and watch this movie. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and you'll see why a little later. Okay. All right, so this is going to be fun. My number four is a movie that, which if you've been listening to it a little time from the beginning, Kristen and I probably haven't really disagreed on a movie just yet because we started it towards you know the end of the year, award season, it's a lot of just like universally good movies. <laughs> um, however, we do disagree on quite a few. And none more so this year. Well, no, that's Mandy. Okay, second. Oh, uh, I don't know about Mandy, though. No, that we disagree on the most. No. Okay, we had another one, but we'll talk about it later. It's fine. Okay, I think we're about to talk about it right now. Oh, no. Um, we disagree on this movie so hard, and that movie is my number four, and it is Annihilation. Okay. And is that not what you thought I was going to say? It's not, but I, yeah, I totally, yeah, no. Okay. This movie, no. What were you thinking I was going to say? Bird box. <laughs> Oh, no, that's, that's a different story. <laughs> Y'all, Bird Box is terrible. That's just my opinion. It's fine. We don't disagree that much on Bird Box. I just liked it more than you did. Anyway, Annihilation. I'm Annihilation. Gonna, don't. I'm going to talk about this movie. Okay. Okay. Annihilation <laughs> was, it came out in like February, um, way back at the beginning of the year, and it just blew me away. I love this movie. It was firmly in my top five. Like, when I watched it, I was like, that's probably going to be in my top five at the end of the year. And it never wavered. It moved down a little farther than I thought it would have. 
but here we are, it's still here. Alex Garland, the man, he did Ex Machina. He did 28 Days Later. He just, he has got now, after Annihilation, he has my money day one, no matter what he does next. The dude just gets sci-fi in a way that it's, it's just what I want to see in, in sci-fi film. It is not hokey. It is not cliche-ridden. It is smart. It is challenging. It is, cinematography is breathtakingly beautiful in this movie. Um, I read, this is, Annihilation is a, is a book, and I read the book before going to see the movie because I like to do that a lot. Um, if you know me, that's, that's, how I, that's how I like to read books. I'm like, oh, they make it into a movie? I'll read the book because now I know it's probably at least decent. So I read the book, Annihilation, and it's wild, and it's very cerebral, and I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to be a good movie because half of this stuff is like hallucinations and, and weird <laughs> stuff. I was like, I don't know how they're going to do it. And the way they did it was Alex Garland just took the feeling of the book, but he made it his own. So like, it doesn't spoil the book at all. And you, you could still very easily go and read the book. And I think that's a really cool achievement that he did. But Annihilation on its own just as a movie is just so, it's just so cool. And it's so like heartbreaking at times. And you follow these women into this like unknown alien world, even though it's still on Earth. And like, it just has all these moments from like, they go from like heartfelt, you know, moments with each other to like, terrifying experiences as they like try to battle this world and figure out what's going on in it and the ending scene there's an ending scene in the lighthouse that is just a lot of people didn't like it and I guess I get it but it was just awe-inspiring to me and it's just like an audio visual masterpiece in my opinion where the music syncs up to like what's going on screen in such a beautiful and perfect way that it just like left an impression on me that I've literally I think about this movie like once a week still and you're kind of like wow how is that only number four and it's just kind of like I think you'll see I just feel I felt stronger about some of the other films on but just this movie is just such a great complete package and I it kind of got the shaft in coming out in theaters and I think that's like a travesty because it's so pretty and it deserved to be seen on like a big screen like it should have been shown in IMAX just for the sound design alone and I had to put it on my list I can't wait to watch it again I think it finally showed up on Hulu to this month so I can I can finally check you know watch it again at home uh it is absolutely gorgeous it is just it will leave you thinking it is like not an easy movie it challenges you so be ready for that. There's going to be some stuff where you kind of like, I don't really, you know, 100% get what's going on here. You have to kind of make some inferences. So like, just be ready for that. But you should absolutely watch it. It is so beautiful. Do you have anything to say? Because I know it's not anywhere near your top 10. Listen. <laughs> this movie is so far than what my brain could ever comprehend. Um. I don't see that as a good thing, personally. Um, Will I say this movie is visually beautiful? Yes. Will I say this movie is unique in a story? Absolutely. I haven't seen anything like this. And are you going to be satisfied at the end of this movie? Probably not. (laughs) No, probably Um, not. Which is something that, me as as a person who enjoys movies, I like gratification at the end. I like something that, that the story, you know, 
finishes up, it wraps up. Our Alexa is currently talking to us right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I, it was interesting. It was fun to experience this movie. Will I ever watch it again? Absolutely not. Um, the score in this movie, uh, as Dalton mentioned, was very, was very good. It sets the mood, uh, for each scene, I think, very well. Uh, but yeah, this, this movie was a little too far for me to comprehend. Um, I just, I couldn't, it didn't resonate with me. It's not even in my top ten, so. But it, uh, should you watch it? Me, personally, you're probably not gonna miss anything. Um, disagree. But honestly, I will say this: it did leave me wanting to read the book. Um, when Dalton explained how, um, how much I wouldn't say, would you say it's a lot different? Yeah. Or it, um, um, just certain things are changed. It's pretty different. Um, they keep the same overall themes and like ideas, but large swaths of it are a hundred percent different. Okay. Uh, including the ending, but. I think they both capture what the book, I think the movie captures what the book is going for really mm-hmm. well. And so that's why I wasn't, I was okay with it. And also think that the book, some of the stuff that happens in the book just wouldn't translate well to screen, like to on screen. So you could still easily read the book. If you, if you like the movie or you find the movie interesting in the story, you can still very easily read the book and not really be spoiled. And also there are two more after it. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, because Dalton is telling me how different the movie is from the book, it does make me want to read the book just to see the differences. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really say much more about it. Just, you know, differences of opinion there. I think yeah. that's something very rare between Dalton and I. We, we usually agree pretty much on the same stuff, but yeah, not this one. Yeah, I walked out with a big smile on my face and Kristen was like wanting her money back, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> if you, I will say the last thing is, if you do, if you're a lover of sci-fi, you definitely deserve it to watch this movie because I think it's such a different take on that genre than like we usually get. So I think you should definitely check it out if you're into that genre. Um, if you're not, it may be a hard sell for you, and I get that. Like this is one of those movies that I love, but if you come to me and you say you don't like it, I understand. Um, I'm gonna be disappointed with you, but I understand. <laughs> but uh, okay, that's Annihilation. My number four. It's on Hulu now. Check it out. Okay. Let's get to my three. Number three. That's right. Okay. So my number three on the list is a movie that each and every one of you listeners need to go see if you have not seen. Um, the From three to one in my list, it was super hard to put these in order. Mm-hmm. If I could put them all number one, I would. But here we go. Number three. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Um, let me just tell you, this movie is beautiful. Yeah. How they did this animation, I think, I think we reviewed this movie in a previous podcast, right? No, we did not. We did not? Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe just with each other. Yeah. Um, how they did the animation in this movie is ridiculous. Wait, maybe we did. Keep I want to say that we did. Keep talking. I'm going to look. This is how terrible we are. Okay. But no, the, the animation is beautiful. The, the fun and the comedy and the lightheartedness but also throwing in a real heartbreaking story i wouldn't say heartbreaking i would say um what would you say heartfelt story i mean there's some heartbreaking moments for sure okay yeah but it it's amazing and 
Yes, actually, we did review this movie. I do remember. I don't remember I do what too. episode it I is. remember now. I think it was the last episode. So you've heard us talk about this movie. Yeah. You've heard our opinions on it. So I'm not going to spend too much on this one specifically since we have reviewed it. Um, yes, it's my number three. I find it amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, please go watch it. Um, I think it's one of the better Spider-Man stories to come out um, in in theaters. Uh, just just go watch it. You're yeah. You're going to... You miss so much if you don't. I completely agree. Um, it did make my top ten, not my top five, but I agree. Um, it is beautiful. It is um a fantastic Spider-Man story, especially being a Miles Morales story. Uh, and yeah, like I said, we did. We talked a lot about it. Now I can remember. Now it's been a while, you know, holidays. Um, but we did. We so if you want to go check that episode out to hear our very extended thoughts on that movie, you can. But yeah, in short, it is beautiful. Um, Sony Animation just killed it they won the golden globe last night for best animated picture which is thoroughly deserved i mean they did something with animation i'd never seen before and on top of that they tell a very heartfelt engaging beautiful fun story that you can appreciate and has a great message that anybody can be spider-man anybody can be that hero and so yeah i definitely check it out Uh, like it is on my top 10 it just barely missed my top five but yeah into the spider-verse is i can't wait for them to do more Absolutely. Sony, you got it right, finally. Yeah, one for two. We won't go Good there Good job, bud. Um, okay, my number three. We're coming back. Black Klansman. That's right. Oh, that's your number three? That's my number three. That makes me happy. Black Klansman. Look, so, let me, as Kristen broke down, my top three was also very, really my two and three. I knew what my number one was. But my two and three were tough. So, I use Letterboxd on... It's an app that you can use to track and review movies and stuff like that. And I review all of them. And so this year, of all the movies that came out in 2019, I gave three movies a five out of five stars. And those are my top three. So Black Klansman is the first one of those. And I remember very vividly when Kristen and I and our friend Andy walked out of this movie. And I looked at both of them and I said, they should show this movie in schools. Because they absolutely should. It is a movie that tackles racism and bigotry and just like how this country has dealt with these issues not that long ago, you know, like the sixties, you know, like how, you know, your grandparents, your parents, your grandparents, maybe you were alive, you know, like these people are still alive and they're not like 150 years old. Like this is not an old problem. It's a problem that we've had forever and we still have. And this movie punches you right in the face with it. And it does it in a very stylistic way that Spike Lee knows how to do. But it does it in a way that gets the message across to you. And it's, and it's powerful. And it's important. And it, it's, I don't know that it's going to get the love that it deserves in the awards season. I think it absolutely should. Um, because I think it's doing something that a lot of movies are afraid to do. A movie like Green Book was afraid to do. which it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you mad and it makes you deal with these issues and then it doesn't give you a nice ending like you think it's going to and then it doesn't and it makes you walk out of that theater and sit with the fact that this is a problem we have not come close to solving and that's a movie worth watching and and I think that if you missed it if you haven't seen it if it didn't look like your cup of tea you should watch it and yeah, I said and a lot, but 
I I just think this is an extremely powerful movie, and they and it's a movie with a message that is also incredibly entertaining, and that's such a tough thing to do. So it deserves your attention, it deserves your money, it deserves your time, and that's why it's number three on my list. Absolutely, you should check it out. Yeah, this is not your public education version of what the KKK is. This is some real shit. It is. I don't cuss a lot on this on this podcast, but it's some real shit. And uh, it's fantastic, babe. That's all I can say. It is. It's so good. It's so, so good. And the way that you're talking about something that's very, it's tragic. It really is. Mm -hmm. But the way they throw comedy in there and kind of like reel you back a little bit, but then throw you back in, it's genius. Spike yeah. Lee, you nailed it. It does a really good job of playing with your emotions. You're kind of like, oh, this is fun. Like, we're having a good time. And it's like, no, this is a bad thing that's happening here. But yeah, Black Klansman, it's both on our top five for a reason. It's an incredible film. Um, don't miss it. Watch it. It's probably available to rent by now, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but all right, Kristen, what is your number two? Okay, again, we're getting into... Some tough decisions that I had to make. Um, my number two was Bad Times at the El Royale. All right. And I wanted this movie to be my number one, but I'm battling here between the top of the top of my list. But he, Bad Times at the El Royale was, I'm going to say it, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they play with all of these different characters um their different backgrounds and then tying them in together at the end mm-hmm. or actually not necessarily the end but throughout the movie they're tying them in slowly they're weaving them in and interacting with each other in different ways that are genius and i sent this to dalton um after we got out of the movie i i am someone who will watch a movie and try to guess what's going to happen next um, that's just, you know, that's just how I watch movies. I'm going to see if I can, you know, kind of guess what's going on. Every time I threw a guess at something that I thought was going to happen next, I was wrong. It caught me by surprise in every single turn. And I think that speaks volumes for a film. Mm-hmm. It does not go with the typical, um, you know, ending, not necessarily ending, but twist and turn that you would necessarily expect from a film. It keeps you wanting more. It keeps you guessing. Um, it keeps you on your toes. And it's entertaining from start to finish. Um, not to mention the freaking cast in this movie. Mm. Holy cow. Um, heavy hitters um, doing, of course, the, their most fantastic job ever um, in a film. Um, cannot speak volumes about that. But, yeah, this movie, not my number two and well-deserving. Um, what do you got to say about it, babe? Yeah, um, it did not make my top 10. It would, I would probably put it in an honorable mention. I think it was definitely a lot of fun. I agree. It's a, I love, it's a good character piece. Like, you know, it's a movie with, like, there is a story, but the story is really just servicing the characters and let them be who they are. And it does an incredible job of that. Uh, I think Drew Goddard does his best Tarantino impression in this movie. Has a lot of very Tarantino-esque elements with the dialogue and just kind of like the non-linear story and everything, which 
So, but yeah, I love Bad Times at the Royale. It, it was a, it's a blast in the theaters. It's it never hits a lull. Um, it makes Dakota Johnson look like a good actress. Um, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get away with that. Hold one. on. Okay, oh. look. I know she did Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. I shouldn't have done that. A lot of you are gonna be like Kristen. These are not good movies. They aren't. But guess what? I don't care. I read the books. Loved them. Also bad. I'm a female. What can you say? That's not um, fair to females. They're they're fine movies, but Dakota Johnson, I said fine. I didn't say great. I said fine. Okay. Dakota Johnson really proved herself this year, not only in this movie but Suspiria. That's true. She is not just some damsel in distress in a movie. Like mm-hmm. she. Carries herself Suspiria, well. Suspiria was a hard cut off my. Top we also 10. reviewed that movie too, so if you haven't watched it by now, please go take a look at that one. Um, just prepare yourself mentally as oh. best as you can. It probably won't work, but no, there's gonna be a lot of people that hate that movie, and they hate us for making them watch it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yes, Bad Times at Royale, a lot of fun, a blast. Um, very entertaining. Chris Hemsworth is great in it. Absolutely. Um, Jeff Bridges is great in it. Uh, Dakota Johnson is great in it. John Hamm is great in it. Uh, But yeah, it is is a lot of fun. It's a movie. It didn't like, it didn't make my top 10 because I don't think that it necessarily, it cemented itself in my mind forever. Like it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again, but it wasn't a movie that particularly moved me. uh, And I don't think it did. It's, what it was trying to do better than other movies that have done it. Like, I mean, he put himself up against Tarantino. So like, what are you going to do? It's pretty hard to beat him, but he does an admirable job at it. And if you like movies like that, you're definitely going to love bad times. The Oriel. No, I agree. Like I do see a little bit of essences of Quentin Tarantino in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if anybody's going to get as close as they can to that film style and feel, I think he did a great job. Yeah, I mean, Drew Goddard did a great job. I mean, he's a really good, he's a good director. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is, like, one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years. So, I mean, he's, he's a great director, and I'm very interested to see what he does next. And I love Bad Times with the Oriole. I mean, it was a blast. It just didn't quite make it onto my list. Okay. All right. What's so your number two? My number two. Oh, baby. Let's go. Hereditary. 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 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Payman, baby. <laughs> um, Hereditary was my number two, and it's my number two for a reason that it's it's something that I find very important to movies. And this is a movie that stuck with me. I got, I would just this movie captivated me. It terrified me. It gripped me in a way that few movies ever do and I thought about that movie every day for like two weeks straight I'd just be sitting in my desk and I'd just get like a shiver down my spine after seeing this film I just absolutely adored it Tony Collette um, and Alex Wolf and the entire cast just absolutely nail it in that movie Ari Aster I don't know how he's never directed a movie before this one because he killed it and there's everything in that movie the way he paces it the risks that he takes in this film and they're huge ones the 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 framing of the shots the cinematography the music it all builds the atmosphere and the tension and the dread in that movie 
so beautifully. And a lot of people don't like the ending. I think the ending of that movie speaks volumes to what that movie is. And it is the perfect end to how it, what it is building to. And I just, it's just a movie, it stuck with me in my bones. Like, I just, I don't think I'm even ready to watch it again. It's been six months at this point. And I don't think I can face it yet again. And that's, that says a lot. It just, it's an incredible film. It, it's one that, it's, it doesn't, it sees a lot of the tropes of the horror genre. And it either ignores them or subverts them in a way that you're not ready for. It, it's a movie that the performances deserve awards attention. They're not going to get them because it's still horror and that's a crime. But Toni Collette should absolutely be in the best actress category for this movie because she gives a performance unlike most I've ever seen and better than pretty much any movie I saw this year, barring the performances of my number one. And it's just, I think it's a real bummer that just because it scares you that it doesn't get awards attention. Because this movie absolutely deserves it in so many categories. And uh, it will go down as probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, as soon as I can build up the nerve to watch it again. Tony, yeah, going back to Tony Collette's performance in this movie. Holy cow. She freaking nails this role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, as someone who enjoys horror and um, thrillers, um... I, I think Dalton would agree. I don't necessarily um, jump when it comes to jump scares. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily get scared very easily when it comes to, like, scary movies. Um, but this movie wasn't for me as someone who enjoys horror and thrillers. This movie didn't feel necessarily like a horror film to me. It felt so much more than that that i feel like the category itself does not do it justice um the sense of this impending doom throughout the whole movie is unreal uh the just start to finish man this you're on a ride mm-hmm. and it just it starts it goes from zero to 100 so fast um all the performances were amazing in this movie uh I, I couldn't even begin to, I, I remember people at work were, we were talking about it, and it was just so hard for me to explain this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you have to go see for yourself. Agreed. 100% agreed. It is a masterpiece, and Ari Aster's next movie apparently is coming out this year, and I'll be there night one, because just kind of like, pretty, a lot like Jordan Peele would get out, it's just like, I mean, when you come out of the gate with a movie like this, how do I not, like, beg for everything you do next, you know? I just, mm-hmm. I'm just dying to see what his twisted mind can come up with. But, uh, all right. Here we go. Your number one movie. Which, I guess if they were following along, they know what it is by now. Because of how we set the rules up. <laughs> but, hey, maybe not. Maybe they weren't paying the cl- close of attention. But what is it? Okay, guys, so my number one movie of 2018 is Assassination Nation. Yeah, it is. And let me just tell you why. You follow, hang on, was it four or five women? I want to say five. Or was Um, it four? I think it's four. It's four? I believe it's four. Wow, number one movie, I can't remember how many. It's a long time since I saw the movie. 
Keep They're going. incredible. Like, listen, this movie hits on so many topics as far as your gender preferences. Mm-hmm. It is for. Your, the sexuality. Feminism. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even name all of them. It hits so many different points on, like, just just nails them. Um, the the gore and the um, thrown on top of it, the story keeps you guessing. I Assassination Nation was another movie that I felt did the same thing as um, Bad Times at the El Royale. I'm sitting here trying to guess what I think might happen. And it surprises you with the twists and the turns in this movie as well, which mm-hmm. I hold very highly when it comes to movies. Um, man, I, just, I can't say enough about this movie. And Dalton, you said it was your number five, right? Yep, number so five. So very, very, I guess not necessarily polar, but you got the bottom of the list versus the top. Well, yeah, I mean, I, we saw, you know, over 100 movies in 2018, and it's my number five, so I wouldn't say I hated it. No, not at all. <laughs> um, Yeah, the, I I don't even know how to explain this movie. I mean, you can't. You can't. It's a movie you have to experience. Also, I think whenever I was talking about it, I wanted to shout out two things that I forgot to. One is the soundtrack. Um, the, <laughs> the music is really, 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 really good and fits the movie extremely well. And the other is, like, some of the cinematography. There's like a break-in scene in the movie and there's like this really awesome kind of like dollhouse tracking shot that they do and it's so cool and it really um it's really it really like ups the tension of the scene and I just wanted to shout that out. Yeah, this movie um I really love too about this movie is that it's it, it definitely has a millennial slash new age feel to it mm-hmm. when it comes to um just different things that the characters um, have in their timeline like it's very much modern um, a lot of movies you know kind of like play back a little bit and generations but this one is very much the forefront like it's now and the soundtrack plays on that and their wardrobes chain play on that and the just the essence of the movie itself um you know basing on the leakage of your texting your history your browsers like we all live in social media and our phones and to think of this is very much something that could happen if this ever happened in real life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, was, it was a wild ride, but it was fun. And I, mean, I loved it. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that's why it's made my list. But okay. What's your number one? My number one is a movie we have not, not talked about at all yet. And I'm very disappointed in you that's not in your top five. But it's okay. I'll let it slide. <laughs> My number one is The Favorite. Yeah. Which it did make my top ten, I would like to say, because this movie is great. But oh, it was hard. my goodness. The Favorite. So, every year, I always have a movie when I see it, and I'm like, yep, that's my number one. It happens. It's happened the last few years. It happened in 2017 with Lady Bird. It happened in 2016 with La La Land. It was just like, no, there's no, like, that's just the one. That's a movie that spoke to me. That's a Dalton-ass movie right there. <laughs> you broke the curse word barrier, and so I'm going to use it. And I hadn't had this movie yet in 2018, and I was really kind of feeling sad about it because there's nothing like that euphoria. And 
lo and behold, the favorite comes to save the day. So, already I was pretty hyped for this movie because I'm a huge Yorgos Lanthimos fan. Um, The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer are both incredibly weird, inventive, unique movies with completely different tones that I don't know how they came from the same guy, but they're both incredible. Um, The Lobster I like more so than Killing of a Sacred Deer, but still both very, very, like, very well-made movies. And The Favorite just continues that trend. I mean, to make a period drama not only interesting and, and like, it feels fresh, but to make it engrossing is something I didn't think you could do anymore. Like, this time period that's been so done in film and TV and everything, and to come in and to put your own feel on it that, like, Lanthimos did, and to, you know, to make this world and the atmosphere of the, like, just everything plays into this atmosphere that you get where you're just kind of like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Like, when is it going to happen? And you just, it just, like, you're having fun. Like, these characters, like Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz and Olivia Coleman, just are the perfect, like, trio in this movie. The way they play off each other. The way they build their own relationships with each other. The way they, you know, like, just backstab each other and try and and just figure out their how they feel about each other and their relationships is just engrossing to watch. And it doesn't sound like it would be on paper, but the way the dialogue is written and the scenes are laid out and the music and everything, it's just, you just get sucked into this world. And you, it's like, like Kristen was talking about, you have no idea how it's going to end. You really don't. Like, you don't know who's going to win or who's, like, are they all going to live? Is, is, is everything, like, is it going to end happily? Like, probably not if you saw some of his other movies, but still. (laughs) You don't know where it's going, but you don't care. You're just like, I don't care. I don't want it to ever end. I could just live in their lives forever because they're so interesting and witty and dry. And it's, they all three deserve Oscars and that's impossible because there are only two categories and it's a travesty because they should, they should like win it together because they each elevate each other in such a impressive way that it wouldn't have worked if you had put somebody else in there. Like the way their chemistry go, the way their chemistry comes alive on screen is something to behold. And it's a movie that I could watch over and over again. And I will as soon as it comes out digitally, because it's just, it's a, and it's one of those movies that I'm sure when you go back and watch it again, there are all kinds of little details that you will pick up on, but it is just such a masterfully made film that I just didn't want it to end. and. It's my, it was like, I walked out of the theater and I was like, yeah, that's my number one. Like, I don't have to think about it. It was like, okay, what's two through 10 when I made this list? Because it's just a movie that affected me in such a way. Like, I still think about it. I'm still like, I still like chuckle at some of the like lines that come up in my head every now and then. And I just like, Yorgos Lanthimos is quickly, quickly climbing up my favorite director list because he just continues to like hone his craft but also step out. Like if you watch The Lobster, Killing the Sacred Deer, and then The Favorite, they're three entirely different movies, but you can tell they are made by the same person. I know I contradicted myself earlier, but he just, the way he can, the way he can just weave a story and create this atmosphere to help the plot move along, not, not only help it, but enhance it, is unlike most directors, 
like that are working nowadays and it's something that should be applauded and i hope it wins all the awards comes come the oscars because it's easily my favorite <laughs> see what i did there my oh favorite my um <laughs> of the year and i just absolutely love it to pieces please watch this movie it is it is truly incredible if this movie doesn't win an oscar for something then there's something wrong. I, it did take home a Golden Globe, right? Olivia um, Coleman. Olivia Coleman, right? She got one. Well deserving, also. Of course. Um, like Don said, the performances were out of this world. The way they elevate each other from start to finish, of um, beginning to learn these characters to the end, and how they, how they, um, how their lives and their relationships change towards the end is unreal and the way also you brought up a really good point how they can captivate this um this time this era that has been played so many times over and over and over again and make it feel fresh and new speaks volume um and it also i don't know if you've noticed Dalton, you may have it felt like the the entire film had this um what we would call millennials, what we call a filter mm-hmm. over this film that yeah. that really plays a huge part to give you an and the way you can like feel like you're a part of this era yeah. that you're in it and I the yeah, the cinematography the the plot the characters everything was fantastic and I think this movie deserves to be seen by everyone yeah um yeah I agree it doesn't feel too HD I think as what mm-hmm. you're going for there um yeah i completely agree obviously uh also shout out to nicholas holt who i don't feel like is getting talked about enough in this movie he gives like an incredible performance that i didn't think he was capable of like i think he's being overshadowed and rightfully so i mean like emma stone i mean yeah it's and not Rachel about Weiss. necessarily him but... it's not but like he plays such a great like he's a very integral character in the whole story i guess yeah yeah he's not one of the you know he's a side character for sure so like i get it but like he does take play a very important part to the story and he does extremely well and i think it was this was like a big step out for him and i hope he does more stuff like it because he was very 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 good in this movie i don't want to give him his dues but yeah Yeah. so that's our top five um i'm gonna we're gonna run back to them again just so you know what they are uh so i'll go first so from five to one uh five assassination nation number four annihilation Number three, Black Klansman. Number two, Hereditary. And number one, The Favorite. Um, and starting with number five for my list was Avengers Infinity War. Number four, Black Klansman. Number three, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number two, Bad Times at the El Royale. And number one, Assassination Nation. All right. It's a good list. Um, like I said, we will post our the rest of our list, our top ten, which... There, if you thought our top fives were different, wait till you see six through ten. Oh yeah, because very different. they're even more different. Uh, but yeah, this was fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as for what we're gonna do next week, I have I can't really tell you just yet. We're in January, which is like the dead zone. There's there just are not really great movies coming out right now. Uh, so we're gonna kind of see maybe some like limited release Oscar stuff is gonna come out. Like maybe like if Bill Street could talk, we might be able to catch that. Um. So keep it, you know, we'll keep it posted. We'll put it on the Facebook group. We may just have to see a bad movie. Oh no. Um, but we're looking, you know, we got glass at the end of the month, so we're looking forward to that, (laughs) but we might have to suffer the next couple of weeks and 
we'll just see. But I have heard that the, when we see the bad movies, people enjoy that because it gets fun. So maybe you'll get some more of those because January is typically not a great month for that. But it's Oscar. It's getting close to Oscar season, mm-hmm. so we're we're trying to wrap up 2018. Yeah. Here in the first few months of 2019, so. Um, just bear with us as we get through this lull, but um, as soon as Oscar season is over, it's game on. Yeah. It's 2019, and we're here for it. Right. I mean, there are definitely some me- huge movies coming out in 2019 that we're excited for. Um, but yeah, w- and we will do an Oscar prediction show. I'm thinking probably like either the week or a few days before, right before the Oscars, so mm-hmm. it's pretty fresh so that we have a chance to try to see all of the movies that are at least nominated for the major categories if we haven't seen them already, so that'll right. give us a chance to do that. Um, the Oscar nominations will be out in a couple weeks. So We'll be able to talk about um, what we think will win, mm-hmm. so stay tuned, and we'll, uh, yeah. We'll give you our predictions, but yeah, um, I was going to kind of, you know, as we wind down here, maybe just kind of look forward to 2019. Are there any, like, movies that you're really excited to see? Obviously, Avengers Endgame. Yes, we, of course. We talked about that, but any, any other ones that are really, like, like, maybe one or two that you're really looking forward to? Um, I... Honestly, the first one that pops into my head, I'm sure there's um, several that I'm going to miss here, um, but the, the new Lion King movie. Yeah. How great does that look? Yeah, that's true. I completely agree. That, um, it does look really good, and the cast is incredible. Um, yeah, I'm, very, I'm looking forward to that one, too. Yeah. Also, um, Captain Marvel, yeah, of, course. of course. Cannot forget about that. Um, Toy Story 4. It'll be exciting. You know, it's childhood right there talking. Very interesting to see what they're going to do with that movie. Like, I feel like Toy Story 3 was such a perfect end to that movie. So mm-hmm. for them to come back, it's going to be... I mean, I try... It's Pixar. They usually do a good job. So I'm sure they'll do it. But it's just going to be... I'm just curious what, what's up with that movie. Also, another Star Wars movie. Yeah, so nine. Coming out. Um, for sure. Could not be more excited about that. Um, we've also got Aladdin. Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How to Train Your Dragon. That's about mm-hmm. freaking time. Yeah. Uh, another John Wick movie because we can't be, you know, oh, more excited about those. Let's but go, baby. Two movies. You know, I'm I'm looking at a list now, and two movies out of this 2019 that I'm gonna be looking 100% forward to mm-hmm. is Men in Black. It's got my boy Chris Hemsworth. Lit. Yeah, and Tessa Thompson. Thor Tessa Ragnarok Thompson. lives. And also. Uh, Detective Pikachu, because why does that movie look so good? Hey! Why does it look so good? It does look really good. I hope it's good. Those are definitely on my curious list. I I hope they're good. Um, They both had good first trailers, so good starts. Uh, I think for me, probably the two um, more over... No, I wouldn't say overlooked, but two that we haven't discussed yet. For me, number one, Godzilla King of Monsters. Mm -hmm. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Like, how can you see those trailers and not be hot for that movie? Plus, it's got Eleven in it. So I'm so ready for that movie. I, I I think the trailers are look do a really good job, and it's just gonna. I mean, who doesn't love giant CG monsters fighting each other? If you say you don't, you're lying. I don't. But you're lying. It's, it's okay. Um, and then second, you know, going away from the big blockbusters, but definitely still very important. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, new Tarantino movie. How can we not oh, be excited yeah. for that? I mean. And it's also going to be kind of about Charles Manson. And also, if you haven't seen the cast for that movie, look it up. Because it is insane, and I just I'm a big Tarantino fanboy, and I'm excited to see what he does next. So yeah, those are probably two that I'm you know really excited for. I, I think they're gonna be fun. But yeah, 2019 is looking really good. I'm um, sure we've missed some too in the list, but 
2019 is looking very, very good. I mean, like, the, we, we got Glass at the end of this month. We're getting um, Us from Jordan Peele to follow up to Get Out. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of... Pet lot Cemetery. Of, yeah, Pet Cemetery could be good. Who knows? It Chapter 2. A Zombieland 2, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting some good horror in there. Yeah, right. that you same know, cast and everything. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, like like I said, the second, the sequel to it, like closing that out. So I mean, lots to look forward to, and uh, we're gonna be here to review all of it, unless you know the heat death of the sun gets us before then. <laughs> At least let us get to Endgame. That's all and, I ask. And just to wrap up 2018, um, we. Really appreciate you guys. I know we started pretty late in the year to, uh-huh. you know, starting this podcast, but um, we're we're on the uphill. Uh, uh, what's the how, what's the expression I'm trying to say here? I don't know. Is it good or bad? We're on it's the up. It's good. We're, we're going up from we're here. We're trending upward. Um, it's all and downhill. We appreciate you guys, you know, yeah. growing with us and being here from the beginning. And if you're just starting, we have some great stuff ahead. And I appreciate you guys 100% and could not be more thankful for you guys listening to this podcast. Um, And please do not hesitate to throw us out your opinions, your reviews, and your suggestions because we are listening. Yeah, for sure. Um, I completely agree. Thanks to everybody who's been listening. Uh, It sounds like a send-off episode. We're not going anywhere. No, we're not. We really enjoy doing this. (laughs) But just wrapping up 2018. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. We really enjoy doing this, and we love movies. Like I said, we look in, it's like we we average going to the movie theater at least once a week for this entire year. I think it was a little over. I think it was like 53, mm-hmm. something like that. So we love going. We're only going to go more as we keep doing this. And so, yeah, um, just like you said, if you want to reach out to us, you want to give us your opinions, you can do that. Uh, our socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram are at inrealtimepod. You can go to facebook.com slash inrealtimepod um which has got a link if you want to click right there you can send us an email but if you are scared of facebook like you probably should be um you can just go to inrealtimepod at gmail.com and let us know you know about if you if there's a movie coming out that you you absolutely want to see us you know or hear us talk about if you saw one that we that we saw and you want to like tell us how you feel about it for sure let us know we we love to hear the feedback so yeah um thanks for sticking with us through 2018 i think 2019 is going to be even better um i at least i hope so <laughs> but yeah so i think it's gonna wrap it up this week uh you know and if you want to send us your top tens if you do them like yeah, do it absolutely. let us know send for it. sure it's fun i love i love the end of the year i love the top 10 list I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of stuff just like celebrating the best of the movies in that year it's so much fun to me and like you know seeing people's taste and how they feel like i remember whenever i was doing my list and you know kristen's gonna do hers it's like oh they'll probably be pretty similar like we seem to like a lot of the same stuff and then to see how different they were was so fun and exciting so if you have something you want to send us you know shoot them our way we'll we'll read them out but uh, i think that's gonna do it this week uh we'll hope to catch you next week but until then i love you